Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we go. Rooster Muzz says, Oasis, another rank overrated band. <laughs> well, I agree with you, Rooster Muzz. I agree with you. How much, what are the Aussie songs going on tomorrow? I mean, I'm blaring Aussie Crawl tomorrow on ACDC, Akadaka. Yeah, can't wait. Now, this man is joining us. He's uh, the chief league reporter for the Courier Mail, works for News Corp, Peter Bedell. He's a very good friend of the show, and he broke the story yesterday about Tavita Pangai Jr. He's been wandering down around Broncos training. How realistic is this rumour that he may return to rugby league? He joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Sneaky Pete? Oh, good day, boys. Happy New Year. And how good is how good is Oasis, Rat? Come on. Oh, back, back in the day, I've, One I, of loved the great them. Bands. I loved them. They are horrible. Oh, horrible band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you being, you being a former bra boy, you would have listened to them quite a bit, wouldn't you, in the day? <laughs> oh, Wonder Wall, singing it at uni during my days on the drink. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. I don't remember it that well, but thank, thanks the Lord for that. Hey, Peter, I know you love your boxing. I'm going to um, also talk to you about Tim Zoo a little bit later on. But before we do that, Tavita Pengai Jr., he's been sighted at Broncos training. I didn't get too excited about it. I just thought he was going down there to see his mates, which happens at a lot of clubs. But has it started to is this started to surface a little bit more realistically around him returning to rugby league? Yeah, look, my mate guys is that it is genuine, and I think I personally think it will happen. Now, I know look, it's easy for anyone to turn up to training and watch the boys go around, but the mail I've got is that Tavita Pangai is is genuine about making a cameo for the Broncos later this season. Now, he signed a two-fight deal. So he wants to, he won't be walking away from boxing. He's committed to boxing. But he's, he signed a two-fight deal to fight once in March in, in Brisbane. And then he'll have another fight in May. And beyond that, he has told people, according to my sources, that he won't be able to fight after June. And the reason for that, according to my sources, is that he's lying... Uh, a, a late season stint with the Broncos. Now, under the salary cap rules, the Broncos could not afford Tavita for a full season because if he was to come back to league, the NRL salary cap auditors would have to place a nominal figure on him, which would be about 750000 which was his last Bulldogs contract. So therefore, if he was to play for any club for the last four months of the season, for example, they would only have to pay him 250000 So financially... It would make sense for the Broncos. They have that money in the cap. And given that the Broncos have lost Tom Flegler and Kurt Capewell and certain Keenan Palacia, I think Tavita Pangoy Jr. could certainly offer something to them for their forward debt. Pete, I, I, yeah, I agree with that he could. 
um, I just, does, does it not, I mean, does it not rub you up the wrong way that the comments that were made, him saying he doesn't want to be told what to do, I mean, the Broncos have got something going pretty special up there. They've got a great group of young players. Is, is there a concern that he might jump in there and upset the apple cart culturally? Yeah, look, it's a great point, guys. I mean, there's no doubt that it would be a risky move for the Broncos to take on a guy who in the past has been quite flighty. He was he was sacked from the Broncos in 2021 after some COVID breaches, and he has been erratic by his own admission with his form over the, over the course of his career. So, look, it could be disruptive, guys, for Tavita to come in mid-season, depending on how you look at it. Now, I guess it depends on what he could offer, but I know that he's met with Kevin Walters, I'm told. They've had some preliminary discussions. Now, I don't know how concrete they are. I know I know the Broncos have not tabled an offer at this stage, but I know that Tavita Pangai Jr. is certainly, in his eyes, considering it. And if the door's ajar, then he may eventually sign there. But, look, it could be a risk rat. I mean, there's every chance that he joins mid-season and it doesn't work out. And if he's, if he's committed to being a professional boxer, how does he juggle both sports? That's the million-dollar question. Yeah, it seems to be just making his own rules, I think, Pete. But $750,000 on the cap, his last contract at the Bulldogs, is it fair to say that's a f- pretty steep if you're a club that's going to sign a guy that, one, has, hasn't got a great attitude, and two, walked away from the game with some, you know, some, some pretty poor comments? Oh, absolutely, guys. I mean, look, it's a fair investment. I mean, even if the Broncos or any club were to pay two hundred and fifty to 300000 to sign him for the last four months of the season, you have to wonder, what's his match conditioning like? Mm. I mean, Tavita won't, won't have played in the NRL for a year, and I know I know he's in pretty good condition at the moment with all the boxing training he's doing. It's a totally different sport, different physical requirements to playing in a NRL. So... He'd have to take time to hit the ground running. I mean, look, he did it. He did it brilliantly at Penrith in 2021. He joined the club for the last 10 weeks and was an injury away from winning a premiership ring with them. So, he, look, there's no doubt in his talent, but I just don't know if he's genuine about being a professional boxer. I just don't think he can be half pregnant. I mean, you're mm. either a great NRL player or you're a great boxer. I, I don't know how you mix the two, but look, Paul Gallen did it at the back end of his career. He he had some pro fights and then went on to make a lot of money as a pay-per-view star. And I think maybe Tavita can, in his eyes, leverage NRL profile with becoming a pay-per-view fighter. So maybe that's the journey that he wants to go on. Well, Paul Gallen was a professional that in his training. Not, but but uh, also, I want to know if he is pregnant, like you're saying, Tavita Pengo Jr. I just want to know how. Pete, <laughs> I know how. Well, we're not we're that political that. here. We don't, we, we don't go down that. Mate, what, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure I agree with this. Like, we'll get him for half a season, only pay half as much because it's in the salary cap. If you've got to feed a Pengai Jr. in your system, it should be uh, pro-rated out the money that, that mm. he would be paid. Is, is, is that not an unfair advantage that the, that the Broncos are going to get if he does end up there? And, I mean, I remember back in the day, Satch, when we were playing, like, you weren't allowed to ride a skateboard. No, you weren't allowed like, to go snow skiing, no, anything like that. I mean, yeah. nowadays, like, guys boxing, I mean, how is this okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's because you were pretty lethal on a skateboard. Right? Yeah. I'm worried about <laughs> tearing through the streets of surface. And Pete, we've got a text here from Matt saying, the NRL should not register his contract at the Broncos if it goes ahead without the OK from the Bulldogs. So that probably is the next question. Is the, ne- is the first question 
that the NRL go to the Broncos or his manager and say, do you want him if you can fit him under the salary cap? If not, do you have, you know, do you give permission for him to talk to other clubs more or less? I think, I think they deserve that at least, don't they? Well, look, guys, I could be wrong, but it was my understanding that Tavita walked away. I mean, there were some suggestions he got a payout from the Bulldogs. My mail is he didn't get a payout at all, that he just made the decision to walk away of his own volition. And if he's done that, then he doesn't have any contractual ties legally to the Bulldogs and, and he's thus a free agent. Now, look, there is every chance the NRL could veto this. I mean, they could say, look, we don't like the smell of this. We don't like the idea of him just coming in for four months and we won't register his deal. So ultimately, it can come down to a salary cap order. But in the past, the NRL has shown an inclination to rubber stamp deals. I mean, Sonny Bill Williams did it at the Roosters. He played a couple of games late in the year. So it has happened before. But it look, the Bronx probably lack a bit of depth, guys, in the forwards. And whether whether they think Tavita's worth the, the chance and worth the risk is probably up to Kevin Walters. But... They will miss Tom you know, Tom Flegler. He's, he's a massive loss in my Big eyes. Time. And maybe Tavita's you know, intimidation and, and tackle-busting power could be a bit of X factor for them off the bench. Pete, I know you say that he didn't take a payout from the Bronco, from from the Bulldogs. He's just walked away. But, but mate, like, I, yeah. I mean, Blake Braley at the Sharks can't say, well, don't pay me next year. I'm not going to play for you. I'm just going to go and play for someone else. Mm. Like, he had a contract. Mm. So, I'm, I mean... Unless, unless the, um, I mean, and, and it seemed like he was released from that contract on the compassionate grounds if he wanted to pursue something else, he wasn't happy there. It, it just, it just doesn't, you know, smell right to me. Yeah, no, the good points, guys. And look, the other thing is, guys, if you read Tavita's comments at the time when he left the sport, I mean, he said, I never wanted to play rugby league. My parents forced me to do it. My heart was never in it. You know, I don't take orders. I'm sick of taking orders from halfbacks and coaches. I want to be my own boss. Well, he's now his own boss in boxing. So whether he's had a change of mind or change of heart, maybe he's learning that, you know, life as a pro boxer can be a very lonely sport and the mm. money's not always very great when you're grafting away for $20,000 a fight, mm. sometimes less. You know, NRL players now live a very privileged life. They you do. earn big money for being a pro athlete. Maybe Tavita's missing that financial comfort. So, you know, look, he's only 28, guys. Maybe he's learned a lesson um, and he's still got another five years in him if he wanted to play in NRL. But it would take a pretty brave club, I think, to... to throw the net back out and give him a lifeline. Now, uh, just before we get to the cricket, the West Indies are five for 105 in the second test for the Australia versus West Indies. We're going to talk a little bit, a little bit more about that after the break. Uh, before we let you go, Pete, you love your boxing. Steve from Dubbo said, a Parramatta fan and a boxing expert, Peter Bedell, I'd love to marry him. Uh, Tim Zhu, <laughs> March the 31st. It's only being reported at the moment. Has it been locked in that he's going to fight Keith Thurman, who has only ever been beaten once, and that was by the great Manny Pacquiao. That's right. So you love your boxing more than me, and it was a split decision to Manny, mm. but he's only fought once in the last five years, Keith Thurman. Well, so that's and he's jumping he? up in weight. Mm. Yeah, and he's coming up in one weight division to fight Tim Zhu. But yeah, it, look, it will be locked in. It will be announced next week. But Tim Zhu will fight Keith Thurman, and this is, guys, this is a massive story for Australian boxing. So. He will be headlining in Las Vegas. He'll be the first ever Australian to headline an American pay-per-view show. First ever. His, his dad never did it, Kostya. So this is significant. And as an adjunct to that, 
Michaels and Rafa, yeah. his bitter rival, ironically, will also be on the same card fighting for the world title against Eris Landy Lara. So he'll be fighting for the middleweight WBA world title. So this is a huge story for Australian boxing. Two bitter foes, Tim Zhu and Michael Zarafa, who once were meant to fight, and then Zarafa pulled out at the last minute. They are now the poster boys on this Vegas show on March the 30th. It is massive for Australian boxing. And let's hope both of them win their world titles. Yeah, it's unheard of. Unheard of. Mate, how good? How good, that, how good is that pay-per-view yeah. going to be? Yeah, it's great. Awesome. It hey, Pete Bedell, I know you've had a long holiday. I actually don't even know whether you're back yet or not. Are you back to work yet? <laughs> Mate, oh, I don't think I ever leave work, yeah, exactly. but um, I'm back officially on, on Monday, boys, so I, I can't wait for Tim Zoo's press conference next Monday. Good Beautiful. stuff. Well, thanks for taking time out on your holidays, Pete, for joining us on Sports Day. Have a good weekend. No worries, boys, any time.